Many of you will know that we've not been around for the past 12 weeks, and that has been because we have been on what is known as a pre-roll preparation time. Pre-roll being we, we're already doing this role actually, but in two weeks' time it'll be officially recognized uh, as the national leaders of the vineyard movement in this country and, and Ireland, uh, UK and Ireland. And um, so we were released from our day-to-day -day duties here for that time, really to prepare for that. We'll be doing, we'll be continuing, don't worry, to lead Trent Vineyard long into the future, but we're also taking on this additional role. And so we've been through this time, we had some family holiday. Much of the time we were working through that role, preparing for this role, thinking things through, spending time with the Lord, with leaders, and, and all that sort of thing. So uh, thank you for releasing us, and thank you especially to Tom and Helen, who led the church in, your, in our absence and the senior leadership team, and the leadership group, and the others who have stepped up really to carry more responsibility in order to release us to do it. We're really, really grateful that that was possible. Today is our 19th birthday, and every year we take some time to share some stories of what God has been doing in and through the lives of people in this extended family. And today we'll be looking over the 19, last 19 years. And in a moment, we'll have a few people sharing their own experiences of being a part of Trent. Now, some will be live. Others have talked about their experience on film. Uh, I've not heard any of those speaking what they're going to say live this morning. But I'm pretty confident that as each talks about their own experience of being a part of this church, we will see outworked in a number of ways the belonging and encouragement and gratitude to God which being part of this church brings. Just recently, a few of our staff took the time to transcribe the original four talks, the four, first four meetings in the life of this church, 19 years ago, September 1996. Many of you will have heard those dreadful recordings. Uh, on, you know, it's in the pack and it's on the website and so on. But um, they transcribed them, and as Debbie and I read them through the summer, we were like, we were amazed. This is amazing, God, what you have done. We were really, really encouraged just to see what was said then and what has uh, happened through the Lord's grace upon us as a people. So I'm just going to share with you some snippets from the transcripts, which by God's grace have happened in amazing ways. And so this is my voice transcribed, and it's my voice again. But bear in mind, it's 19 years ago that I said these things. So we talked about being a growing church. I said, we can't make a church grow. Debbie and I will do our very best, but we can't do it. There's nothing we can do to make a church happen. The Bible quotes Paul, who planted a lot of churches, saying this, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. So neither he who plants nor he who waters it is anything but God who makes things grow. And I said, providing a plant is given the right nutrients and circumstances, it will grow if it's healthy. And our role as leaders of this church, as God's fellow workers, is to get out of the way of what he wants to do. I was speaking then to 40 people, about 40 people that night, second meeting in the life of the church, and evidently God has added many more people since then. I said this, people will come from all over Nottingham. It's going to be regional as opposed to local or a parish church. There'll be pockets all over the place of people from this church. Regional doesn't necessarily mean large. Whether we grow large or not is entirely up to the Lord. We anticipate there'll be songwriting going on this church down the track. Maybe we'll do some recording, make albums. Who knows where this goes if you have the people with the skills. At that point, we had a worship leader who'd only ever led worship in a small group. We didn't know what God would bring and what he would release among us. Debbie and I, we said, have a passion to particularly reach those younger than ourselves. We want to impact the generation coming up after us. 
We want to have a thriving, brilliant children's ministry that's done really well. We'll do a brilliant youth ministry. But I suspect we'll also provide a place where people in their 20s can get excited about church, drawn in, discipled, trained to impact their generation for Christ. We want people who have never heard of God, right through to those who've known him all their lives, to feel comfortable here. We want to remove barriers that make people feel uncomfortable. I talked about sharing our faith, communicating the good news of Jesus Christ. Communicating the gospel, I said, includes feeding the hungry. It includes visiting prisoners, caring for the elderly, ministering to the sick, setting people free of their demons if they're so afflicted, embracing the outcast, ministering to those who are hurting, and so on. We also want to communicate the gospel by who we are as a people. And I mentioned then, just to paraphrase the next part, that I've been in Singapore with Debbie some time before that, and in that place, it was so hot. I mean, it's on the equator, I guess, but it was the hottest it's, you, know, you can imagine. It was so thick, so oppressive. The, the humidity and the smell, it was just, it was really oppressive. And I contrasted that to walking into a hotel lobby with air conditioning. And then I said this, if we could be the sort of church that the Bible talks about, as people come to us, They'll come into a meeting, they'll come from out there where it feels oppressive and sweaty and close and hot, and then you come in and say, ah, these people are compassionate, kind, humble, gentle, patient. They forgive each other. They live in unity and love each other. What a fantastic place. And that is the way to communicate the gospel, by being the church. A church that does that will be the good news, not just talk about it. I said, we want a church which is highly relational, where people can feel they belong to each other, to be known, to cry together when they're going through something, to have a laugh together, a place that can be fun, a place where relationships can grow. We want, as a people, to be passionate about Jesus. We want to be alive, attractive, and uncompromising in the way we live out the gospel. We aim to make disciples. However we can, we're going to try and draw people towards commitment to Christ. We'll put on events. We'll put on programs. We'll do absolutely brilliant parties. When you bring your friends to a church event, we want it to be done to an excellent standard. We'll do everything we can to facilitate unity between other churches. We're not in competition with other churches here. We're working together towards the same goal. Having said that, unity doesn't mean uniformity. We'll not all be the same. We'll not all do it the same way. We won't do it all together. Unity just means living with an attitude of blessing towards one another. And that really has been worked out astonishingly in this city. There are leaders of movements. I can think of one leader of a movement, but there are many people who look at Nottingham and say, it is amazing the unity among church leaders in this city. And I finished for now saying this. We hope it'll be comfortable, but it will be uncomfortable at the same time. This is going to be a challenging ride because we don't want to stay where we are. We want to be people who are changing, and we want to be embracing where the Lord brings us. The life of Trent Vineyard is going to be an adventure. Those of us who have been here for the whole duration know that it has been. Uh, others of you joining us more recently, if you haven't noticed that yet, just fasten your seatbelt because I'm sure it will be coming the next chapter. So that's what I said 19 years ago. It's really been amazing to see what the Lord has done among us since then. Don't get me wrong, we're not a perfect church. There may be some of you who have not experienced what I've just shared from our vision here. But as far as I can tell, we're very healthy as a church. 
But we can look back now over 19 years and truly wonder at what God has done in us and through all of us. On the wall over there, there's a quote from a book in the Bible called the Psalms. It says this, unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. We know that we've not been building in vain because it's so evident that the Lord has done this. God has poured out so much blessing on Trent Vineyard over these years that thousands of lives have been touched. Thousands of lives of those who are or have been part of the church and thousands of lives we connect with and minister to through our various areas of ministry. And we thank God, especially today, as we celebrate our birthday, that he is building his church. And indeed, this little expression of it called Trent Vineyard, which he has allowed us to be a part of. Now, the glimpses of experience we're now going to hear, well, I trust, all point in one direction. While we're celebrating the church's birthday, this celebration really is about God, the father of this family and every other expression of the church across the world who has, out of his extravagant grace, brought us together and all the glory belongs to him. So we're going to hear from some live and some on film, as I say. So would you first of all please welcome Matt. Hello. Um, I got a bit confused as to how long I was supposed to take this morning, but um, John is so great. I'm pretty sure if I said, John, I've got 30 minutes of material here, you would just say the stage is the place to say that, Matt, wouldn't you? No. Okay, brilliant. Good. Right. Um, hello, my name is Matt. Um, I am 30 years old. Uh, I have had the privilege of attending, working for a time, and serving here at Trent for 11 years. Uh, in fact, my journey with Trent began in around 2000-ish, when Trent was meeting at the counter ground, I believe. Um, I came with my youth group to go and experience this lively, thriving and growing church. Uh, and I still remember clearly just how cool I thought it was then. It probably helped uh, to influence my decision to go to university at uh, Nottingham Trent, uh, which was obviously the best uni to choose, um, in 2004. And right away I became a, a member of Trent and I got stuck right in with serving on a Sunday and attending a small group. I was actually part of a mini exodus of Brummies. Um, we all came up to knots within a year or two of each other. There's quite a lot of us. There's Dan Cousins over there. There's Dave Miller. He does worship. Uh, it's safe to say we've all worked really hard to lose the accent. Um, as I mentioned, I started on teams quite quickly uh, within the sound team uh, with the likes of a guy called Lionel. He's not here tonight, but he's a bit of a hero of mine. He's put most of these lights and this sound stuff together and uh, we all enjoy it. During that time, I got involved in media teams as well, which I now help run once a month in an evening. Media also developed into the production coordinator role. Uh, it's that person you kind of see running around at the front here. Um, they basically tell John where to stand because he has no idea. Um, so it's really good that we're here. Um, it's, also, it's also probably the hardest team to find cover for because there's actually only four of us that do it. So. Uh, production is actually a really great way of building your character as well, um, so much so that I challenge anyone to find something more character building than have Tom Murphy wander up to you in the middle of a service and threaten to press a button on the lighting desk. It's great, but I mean, he's really taught me patience as well, which is great, and he's such a great leader. Um, <laughs> Trent is a great place to get involved, and in my 11 years, I've probably done most of the Sunday teams at least once. Uh, I've served in setup, kids, worship bands, uh, youth, carol services, refreshments, welcome teams. 
I've been on student weekends away, new wine. I've attended weddings, parties, funerals, dinners. I've worked here, I've led small groups, and there's probably many things I've forgotten. Uh, am I telling you this to toot my own trumpet? Maybe, but it's not my point. Um, I love serving in and for this church, and serving here has been a key way I personally have grown up. Uh, there's nothing like it to walk more closely with Jesus. There's nothing like, like it to meet more of this massive family. If you want to encounter Jesus, a pretty surefire way is to get on your knees and have some humility and serve in this church. I can honestly say that one of the most profound encounters I had with Jesus in my life was on discipleship year, which I did here in uh, sort of 2008 and 2009. There's nothing like it. You are forced. Oh, sorry. I misread that this morning as well, didn't I? I'm sorry. Um, I mean, you're rotated into everything. Um, uh, but this profound encounter came when I was scrubbing the tiles behind the men's urinals out there, uh, which I've now obviously received my reward for telling you. Um, but it was actually a really, honestly, really precious moment because it was just me and God and a moment to bless his church in a way that no one would ever see um, or know about. And I've been trying to find ways of doing that ever since with my family, my neighbours, my church. Uh, hidden service is my favourite. Um, I've had the opportunity to grow up in this church, starting as a student and then moving into the world of work. Um, but perhaps more importantly, I met my super hot wife um, while serving at the Arches. Um, it was a great place to meet someone. Um, so, you know, serve at the Arches, you might meet someone yourself. Um, moving on. And to top that off, our first child is now growing up in the amazing ministry we call Vineyard Kids. Um, she was dedicated here, and this place is as much a part of her family as it is to me. To be honest, she loves it so much that I don't even get so much as a hug when we drop her off. She strains to get away, and before you know it, she's swapping kids' name badges. I'm so proud of her. Um, but you know what? She's meeting Jesus, and she's not even two, and I love it. In a lot of ways, it's been a bit of a risk, these guys letting me talk, because I've been here so long, I've really seen the warts and all of this place. But my continual feeling is that this is my wonderful, dysfunctional family. I love it. I've seen almost all the parts that make it what it is, and I love it all the more. Uh, I credit the things I've been involved in here with helping to shape me into the really, really great guy I am today. Um, uh, no, but seriously, I, I, I celebrate all that God has done. Uh, and it's, it's been my privilege to be part of it, and I know I continually draw close to Jesus while I'm involved here. So, thank you. Our next speaker is on film, and this is Jenny. Got involved in Trent. Um, there was a period of my life after having my second daughter where life just became quite meaningless. It, it had no point. I didn't understand where I was going or what I was doing. So I had lots of questions about life. Um, so um, after reading lots of different types of books, um, I just had a feeling that church and the Bible might be the way for me. So I tried my local church, although that didn't quite sort of fulfil what I was looking for. Um, and a couple of people that I knew came to Trent. Um, so one Sunday morning, I came. They picked me up and brought me to Trent, and I walked in, and I was so relieved. Um, in fact, I cried because there was all these people that clearly, at some point, had maybe felt the same as I did. And um, the worship songs were for me the most amazing part of being in Trent. Um, just feeling pretty broken at the time and knowing that this was the start of something 
fantastic for me really. So the Alpha in the Home was launched and it was some friends of mine who were going to be running it. So I felt really comfortable to kind of go along to that. It was quite small, it was local to where I lived. Um, the food was amazing. At the start everybody was pretty quiet but then uh, within a few weeks the questions were sort of flowing and, and everybody got on really well and it was lovely to see other people coming at it from a completely different perspective than I was um, but that just helped you to look at things slightly differently um, and now we have gone from doing the Alpha course to forming a small group which was again something that I didn't think that I needed but over the summer when we've kind of dropped off for the summer period I've really missed meeting on a Wednesday night and having my Wednesday fix um, so it's a really great way to make friends but also to help your faith grow um, the changes in my life since meeting Jesus, there are plenty really. Um, the main one I would say is that I've struggled probably in the past with um, feeling having to do everything by myself and, you know, and having to be in control of everything and although I've kind of enjoyed that, I've found that I can now let go and that at times when I've struggled uh, with abandonment and, and those sort of emotions, I now feel like I never had to feel like that if I'd have known Jesus earlier on in my life. Um, and just, just now to have a complete purpose, a complete purpose to go out there and do God's work is, is an amazing, just, just such an amazing gift. And to feel so loved, it, it, I came here so broken and crying and now I cry nearly every Sunday because I feel so emotional because I feel so loved and so blessed. So thank everybody for that. If I was to recommend um, Trent to somebody that I know or someone that I don't know, it would be to say that um, they don't just talk, uh, preach the Bible to you. They talk to you about it in a way that you can use it in your everyday life. So every Sunday I go away thinking, oh gosh, that, you know, that's really made a difference to how I'm going to now be for the rest of the week or the rest of my life. Um, it's so relevant, but not only that, you feel so welcome, so loved. Everybody is so lovely, and they talked the other day about having the car parking people and how it was nice just to have somebody to greet you as you first get in. And I thought that that was so true, that the minute you drive in, you feel at ease and so warm and so welcomed by everybody. So I would definitely recommend Trent. Would you please welcome Althea? My name is Althea. I, I come from a Pentecostal background got baptized at 16, but found it hard to conform to all the rules, so stopped going to church for a while. I was invited to Trent about 15 years ago by a friend. I first kept coming thinking they can't be the same all the time, so nice and welcoming. Um, so my daughter came with me a couple of times to make sure I was enjoying a cult. <laughs> After a few months, I joined house group and started serving in refreshment and welcoming team quickly made friends through house group and moving on moving through. 
Moving on, moving on, moving through is a group that helps people um, support you with divorce and um, separation. I just wanted to highlight a few things that impacted on my life here since I started at Trent. I was going through a very difficult divorce, both financially and emotionally. A friend there at Trent knew my difficulty and asked and offered to help. By the time we discussed how much I needed, it was quite a lot of money. She wrote me a check for 8,000 pounds and said, pay me back when you can. We're glad to know I've since paid her back and we're still good friends. <laughs> then about nine years ago, my nephew was 19, got killed in a car accident in America. Someone from my house group wanted to know why I wasn't going home to support my sister. At the time, I couldn't afford to. I was asked, could I get time off work? I said, yes, I could, because I was entitled to compassionate leave. Two days later, I was presented with a plane ticket, return course ticket to Gatwick, and insurance to go home and support my sister. After that, my life was getting back on track. And on the 21st of June last year, my whole world fell apart. When my son died suddenly in his sleep, I'm still in shock, but thank God I have a lovely daughter who took control, and before I knew it, my house group was there with a list of who was cooking our meals, off for picking up my family from the train station. My son had bought tickets for us to see his daughter dance in a competition. She's nine years old. And a friend here at church knew we couldn't do the drive-in. And although she wasn't feeling well herself, she drove us to Huddersfield the day after he died to watch my granddaughter dance for her dad. <clears throat> I can't tell you how grateful we were for that, to see her dance. The funeral was held here at Trent. We catered for about 250 people. Over 300 people attended. I can tell you everyone was well catered for with help from past and present house group and a team here from Trent. Tom closed the cafe for the day. Thank you, Tom. He's not, where is he? <laughs> um, the feedback from people who attended the funeral, if they were living in Nottingham, this is the church they would like to attend. There was a family here this morning that comes every week to Trent since my son died. And she told me my son brought her here, but I think it's the welcoming she received, the same I received 15 years ago when I came to Trent. She told me this morning, up until now, she invited 25 people to this church, and next year it'll be 50. And she's on a mission to get people this, to this church. So, in August, when Sue B told me I had a place in DY+, I was thinking to myself, God, you must be joking. Um, but God doesn't joke. He knew I was going to need DY+. Although it was one of the worst years of my life, it turned out to be one of the best. <coughs> the leaders were great. Top job for all the leaders. Top choice, I would say. Um, we were a very special group. We were strangers when we started, but friends when we graduated in and 23rd of July. DY Plus, we serve very well together. We laugh together, we laugh at each other, we cry together, and I did most of the crying. But the love and support for each other was amazing. Good friends form. I'm so glad I did DY Plus. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be up here today. 
There's no way you'd got me on this stage. Before coming to Trent, I didn't know what a relationship with Jesus was. But since starting here, I know what that is. In Nottingham, I've only got my daughter and my grandson. But I thank God that he brought me here to this family, to be a part of this family. My journey at Trent to see me go through pain and heartache, but in all that, there was always love and support. So I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been a part of my life here at Trent. And would you please welcome Martin. Good evening. Um, first of all, I want to say it's, it's such a privilege being a part of this family. Um, it's, uh, it's four years since, uh, since I came here uh, permanently with, uh, with my super hot wife, Doreen. Uh, thanks for that, Matt. Uh, uh, but we'd been coming two years previous to that because uh, we, uh, we knew friends, uh, friends here and I've got Nottingham links. So um, we, we got hold of the worship here, we came to worship here and, uh, and, and were inspired uh, one particular Sunday, one of your Vision Sundays, one of the Vision Sundays that was, that was had here. And uh, we, we were getting to a, a sort of crossroads at life and, uh, and we're asking the Lord, well, what's next? And uh, he quite clearly said, this is next. Um, so it was, it was a bit scary. It was a big, big step uh, to move from Shropshire uh, to Nottingham, but we did it. We, we thought this is, these are the big, big times where you really do have to trust in the Lord and, 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 and say, okay, it's over to you. You're in the driving seat. So, so we did that. We came across uh, to Nottingham, gave everything up, uh, jobs, the lot, and he employed us at the Archers, um, and, and we got involved with all the fantastic stuff that goes on there, and, um, and really got to got to start to build relationships with, with people in the church and with people outside the church at the Arches as well. And, uh, and it, was, it was fantastic. Um, from there, we, uh, we got into a, a small group. Um, John and Lizzie Lacey really uh, encouraged us even more and, and, and inspired us even more about getting involved in, uh, in all of the, 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 not all of them, but, but a lot of uh, ministries that were going on at Trent here. Uh, things like the cabin, the soup run. Um, we've uh, more recently uh, started um, serving with the street passes as well. It's just great. I mean, I, I, can, I can go on and list all, all of these things uh, that uh, I get involved with and, and Doreen gets involved with, but it's through it, it, it's the impact that Jesus is having through this journey, through this, this adventure. Um, that I've learned so much since coming here. A uh, very wise, uh, wise man said to me tonight, he said, uh, he said, well, yeah, and that's all great, and it is all great, getting involved in everything, but, uh, but he says, but what impact has it had on you? And uh, I said, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, where am I? Where am I on the journey? I, I have changed. You know, over that four years, I've changed a little bit more. When, when you do things like this and you look back of what's happened, you see all of those little, sometimes subtle, sometimes, sometimes obvious things that the Lord has been doing in your life. And, uh, and that's why it's been, it, it's, it's a great adventure. It, it's, not, it's not stopped yet. We, um, after three years of being here, um, 
the Lord kept giving us a, a bit of a word about the city, and, and we thought, well, yeah, we're, we're here, we're in the city, we're, we're doing all of this stuff, but um, it wouldn't go away, and, and we, we got it together, and we got it individually, this, this word about the city, and so we thought, well, maybe we, we're supposed to be living in the city, maybe that's it. So we decided to put the house on the market and, and test it out, and um, the house sold within two days, and we thought, okay, that's a good sign. Uh, so we up sticks again, putting our trust completely in God and saying, okay, here we go. It's the next, the next part of the journey, the next part of the adventure. And, uh, and now we're in the city. Uh, we're, yeah, we're doing all of, all of that stuff still. Um, but it's, um, it was Doreen that got a word about shopkeepers uh, specifically. And uh, so we've been trying to build relationships with all the shopkeepers that we have interaction with, whether you're getting your tomatoes or your your meat or your fish or whatever. And, and that's been quite exciting. It's a bit, bit like treasure hunt stuff, like, you know, you, you, you pray as you go out and then you go and, and start up conversations with folks. And it, it's really, really exciting um, that you feel Jesus right there with you. He's saying, yeah, you can do this stuff. It, again, it's scary. It's scary, but, but it, it's great. Uh, and there's one particular instance just recently where uh, Doreen uh, has been visiting the, uh, the fishmonger in, in the market. And he was a bit grumpy at first, you know, and he, was, he just grunted at her. And when she tried to start conversations, didn't get anywhere. And, uh, and it was, uh, but she kept plugging away, kept plugging away. How are you doing? And, and eventually he, he, he cracked and uh, started telling her about uh, his holiday and his, his family and everything. And, and yeah, it's been great. And we've had lots of little incidents like that. And, uh, um, and it, it's, it really is a privilege to be a part of that and, and to be... Um, uh, meeting with people in that way and, and getting to know a little bit more about them rather than just uh, uh, just a very um, shallow interaction. So, so that's great. Um, obviously, with the, uh, with the fishmonger story, to, uh, I'd be remiss to, to say that I was floundering a bit there. And <laughs> but we're in the right place. <laughs> and that must be my time to get off, as it were. Thank you. Thank you, Martin. Thank you. Next up on film, we have Tatiana. My childhood uh, went through a lot of domestic violence between my parents. So when I find out that uh, I'm married to the person who is abusive as well, uh, it um, gave me um, depression. Uh, very low moods and uh, anxiety, a lot of anxiety and horrendous panic attacks. So um, when I decided to leave the person, uh, uh, it was the lowest moment of my life because I decided to do it through ending my life. Uh, thanks God I was offered help and it was just in time. and. Um, me and my uh, beautiful baby boy were removed and we came to Nottingham. So uh, this is how I found uh, Arches by uh, getting a referral for free furniture for our house. And um, during visit to Arches, a lady who was very kind uh, uh, told me about um, my health problem 
at that moment severe because after uh, emergency cesarean I had a lot of problems with my legs and especially knees and uh, she said about my knees and um, she prayed and she uh, it was healed she asked me if I would like to come um, on a weekend to the church uh, I am open to everything, uh, but uh, my anxiety issues was a big deal because new place, new people. So when I walked in, seeing of dozens of people walking around with coffees and muffins and children running and everything just went, whoa. I thought, okay, I have to stay here for one hour and a half and then I just can be free and I, I can go. <laughs> And uh, in the end of that uh, service, I knew I will be back next week. And I'm back uh, every week since then. Uh, through Alpha course, I uh, met again amazing people. Uh, my hostess are Fernanda and Sarah. Uh, they, um, they just did it so easy for me. They uh, gave me lift each time home after the course because it was so late. Not only giving me lift, they picked up my son from my friend and then took us home. Uh, now I joined the small group after Alpha. Small group is amazing. It's just amazing. Uh, it's just happy times now since I during trend, I don't have panic attacks anymore. And uh, I can do simple things like go shopping, which used to be uh, quite a torture for me. Uh, with my anxiety and panic attacks, um, uh, with the life I used to have being controlled and being told what I'm allowed and not allowed to do, even in my marriage, um, I became very isolated. I stopped believing people, I stopped liking people. I could not bear people touching me accidentally on the street. And, uh, and since I started to come to trend, I just give hugs and kisses to everyone. <laughs> I think people already <laughs> know that if they see me, I'm just gonna give a hug. People in the church, I received so much help on every level. We are speaking friendships, people inviting me for coffees or meals. We are speaking about babysitting my son. Um, financially, I have a woman who offered me help financially after talking to me for 15 minutes during a service uh, break. And um, I was like, it's just amazing. But uh, also, I would like to thank everyone for and God for giving me such an amazing family uh, because it feels like home. Doesn't matter where we are coming from, doesn't matter which language we are speaking, there is a one reason is to find God and to go with Him through this journey. Would you please welcome Amy? Hi, um, my name's Amy. Um, I've been at Trent for the past um, two and a half years or so. Um, I came here three years ago um, to study at the University of Nottingham, which um, I'm sorry is the best university 
in Nottingham, just so there's no dispute there. But um, I came here um, three years ago. Um, I've been um, in church pretty much all my life. My dad is a pastor, so um, being in church uh, wasn't anything different, wasn't anything alien to me. It was part of my weekly, uh, weekly routine. Um, so in my mind, when I came to uni, it was like, I'm going to find a church. I'm going to get myself settled, be part of the church community. It's going to be great. Um, it's going to be amazing. And it was about halfway through my first year that I realized that I hadn't set foot in a church once. Um, and I just remember this moment um, when I'd kind of, it was a Sunday morning. I'd been out the night before. Um, it was probably about midday and I was uh, lying in my bed um, and just thinking to myself, actually, it's Sunday, I should be in church. And um, just having this moment with God where it kind of felt like he was um, giving me not an ultimatum, but just kind of like a choice um, in saying, look, you can do this. Um, you can live your life this way if you want, um, but this isn't the best that I have for you. This isn't um, the life that I have set out for you. Um, and what I really think you should do is get yourself plugged into a church. Um, so I decided that the next week I was going to start looking. Um, I went to a couple of churches before I came to Trent. Um, and obviously when you're a student and you find a church that's called the Vineyard that has a bar, it's obviously very appealing. Um, but as soon as I came through the doors, I think most people have mentioned that um, as soon as they come in, um, there is just this feeling of such a welcome, just this sense um, that, yeah, that you are so welcome here. And so for me, um, after that, uh, Trent just became um, my home, my home away from home um, in a city that, um, that was, was not very familiar to me as a fresher. Um, and since then, it's been amazing. I got um, invited to a small group then and there, um, and I went to the freshers small group, um, which this coming year, I have the absolute privilege of getting to lead, um, which makes me feel very old, but I'm very excited um, at the same time. Um, and that has just been incredible. Students for me um, has been such a support. Being on all the weekends away um, is just, just incredible. Um, and while I, was, while I was a fresher, I was thinking about this this afternoon. Um, and uh, while I was part of students, I just remember um, thinking, I really want to get involved in a team. Um, I think I might want to get involved in kids. Um, and I just remember uh, Paul Lowe dragging me over Dan Cousins and being like, Dan, me, Amy, she wants to get involved in youth. And in my mind, I was like, youth? I've never done youth. I don't know whether I can do youth. Um, but since then, I've absolutely loved every second of it. I've been on the youth team for the past two years, um, and, and I just absolutely love it. Um, I get to lead a small group of uh, now year 12 girls. Um, <laughs> some of them are here. <laughs> and, um, but I love them. I love you guys. Um, they're amazing. Um, they make it such a joy to be part of you, such a joy uh, to lead them every week. Um, and it's just just incredible. Um, so now, um, this year, we've just had our launch weekend, which is why I sound very rough. Um, but we've had the DIY launch weekend, uh, and it, it was just amazing. And I'm so excited now um, to just spend a year giving back to this church, spend a year serving a church that has just given me so much um, and has just blessed me in incredible ways. Um, so thank you for being an incredible church community, for making church such an incredible place to be. Um, yeah, it's been amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you.
So our next two speakers, just before our last one, are on film, and that is Kevin, followed by Mei Yan. Well, when I was five and a half, my mum died, and we all went into care. Um, and when I come to about eight years old, me, my brother, and one of my sisters who was there, two of my sisters who was there, one of them was a nurse, one went to a different foster parent, but the one that's a nurse, she was training to be a nurse, she came with me and my brother Tony. We lived with a couple called Vera and Archie. It was a very big house and we had quite a few happy years there. Um, from then, um, Vera died and obviously we're looking for a prosperous foster parent and then a priest of St. Matthias Church on St. Matthias Road in Nottingham, um, Father Bennett and his wife, they decided to take us on and with it being the old style church it seemed like, well we did have a religion obviously and it seemed like it was more intense and we were going to church about six or seven times a week. Um, but we, we got really into the religion and when, we was, when I was old enough and we left the foster and went into our own flat and to live on our own and experience life, um, it seemed like religion seemed to lapse and we was going out doing wild things with friends, drinking and partying. But since I met Lisa, I, I did think of a religion. And at Christmas and Easter, we used to go to a church on Ashley Lane to the midnight service at Christmas and Easter, take the children along. Um, and since the, the house fire, mainly, and we've had help from the archers. We, we seem to have come through into Trent, and it just seems like the biggest, happiest family that I've ever seen. And all the excitement that there is, and the religions just flowed back into me right from when we went to the archers. And it's just brilliant, it couldn't be any better. So I started the church in 2008 when I was eight years old in TV Gang and at first I was really, really nervous and scared because the contrast between, it, um, between this church and my old church was so different and the worship was really different and all the services were and there were so many youth as well. But after a few weeks I just, yeah, I, I loved it, it was amazing. Uh, for me, the best thing about Trent Youth is I think all the opportunities that are given to the youth because we've got DTI, we have Soul Survivor, we have um, Alive and the Sundays and the Tuesdays and they're just, yeah, it's just really great to be around everyone uh, my age and younger and older and yeah, I just think that the community within Trent Youth is just, yeah, really amazing. So I've been in a small group ever since I started Trent Youth and I just love being with all my friends and you know you can say anything, you can share anything with them and the leaders and I think it just brings you know the whole Trent Youth like closer together in all their friendship groups. And... Uh, since I've been in Trent Youth I've just grown so much spiritually with God and especially at places like Soul Survivor and DTI I've had so many encounters with him and yeah, I just feel like 
if I wasn't a part of Trent Youth right now, I have no idea where I'd be. During my time at Trent Youth, I've seen God do so many things. Um, I've prayed for people and I've seen scars healed. I've seen one of my friends give their lives to, life to Jesus. And I've seen people that I thought would never become Christians just you know, get filled with the Holy Spirit. And yeah, it's amazing to see what God has done during my time here. So in the future of Trent Youth, I'm really excited about uh, live and all of the services coming there. Uh, Sunday mornings, which are being revamped, uh, the tuck shop, and just to see what God is going to do in all of my friends' lives and to see Trent Youth become bigger and bigger. Uh, if I was to recommend Trent Youth, I would say that the leaders are amazing. We have amazing facilities, including the climbing wall, and the atmosphere when you walk in is just so great, and you can really see how God will work in all of our lives there and how we can all grow with him on a personal level. And lastly, would you please welcome Dave. Um, so I'm Dave. Um, I've been part of Trent since 2008 when I came here as a 19-year-old student at Nottingham Trent University. When I started to think about the journey I've been on in those seven years, um, I realized how hard it was going to be to sum up um, how much this church has meant to me in that time. Um, I could mark on various stages of a timeline um, the different things that I've been taught over that time. But if you gather all those things together, the most important thing is that each of them has taught me more about Jesus and drawn me closer to him. The thing that really struck me when I, when I first joined the church was um, how small it felt. Now, I know that sounds like a stupid thing to say, and yeah, it looks it from the size of this building. But what I mean is that the welcome I received when I joined. I joined a small group very quickly and attended every Thursday as I gradually found my feet in a new city and a new church. All the small groups I've been part of since then have been so vital to me over the years, and I can't stress enough how much I'd recommend being part of one. From being part of the small groups and the various areas of ministries, I've, de um, I've developed my own Nottingham family. Many have supported me, championed me, and prayed for me as I've struggled with various sports injuries and other everyday life activities. Unlike um, Matt and Martin, I don't have a super hot wife or girlfriend to um, help me in those situations, so... That came out worse than it meant. <laughs> um, at the end of my degree, I felt like God um, uh, led me to apply to the, the church's discipleship year. And thankfully, they let me on. This is a year when you give up two days a week to serve the church. I'm so jealous of those of you who have just started in the last couple of days. It's a very challenging and hard-working year, but it's a fantastic year nonetheless. Over the year, I had the privilege of being part of many different areas of the church predominantly focusing on the student ministry, which for me had been so important over the uh, my four years at university. At uni, I studied business management and wrote my dissertation on how the Christian faith affects the way a manager approaches their roles and responsibilities in the workplace. This was a topic I found incredibly interesting, but wonderfully challenging as I wrote it. I don't feel there are many people who can say they found their dissertation fun to write, Although, if you ask my parents towards the end, 
they'd probably disagree with that statement. As I was coming to the end of um, discipleship year, two things really stood out to me of the direction God was taking my life. One was this calling back into the workplace. The other was to volunteer with the youth team, something that has brought me delight over the last two years, mainly for me leading a, a younger lads small group who um, got so much energy and, and have really taught me a lot about patience. <laughs> there have been um, some real incredible highs um, being part of the team. Um, in particular, all the youth weekends away I've um, been part of and dreaming the impossible, the Vineyard Church's Youth Conference. But for me, seeing these young people of, the gener of this generation growing deeper in their faith with Jesus and seeing many meet with him for the first time are just that you can't beat it. Um, as I said, the other direction I felt God was taking me was the call back into full-time work. After a couple of months of searching, I found myself in a job I'm still in to this day. Alongside this, I always felt like God challenged me to be as open and honest about my faith whilst at work. As time has gone on, I've never shied away from the questions my colleagues ask, and I can safely say I love it when they do ask. The more time I've got to know my colleagues, the more opportunities I've had to share with them and to offer and to pray with them. One colleague once looked at me completely baffled as she turned after I prayed with her in the staff room as her headache had completely left her. I still know this is my challenge and often laugh as my colleagues will come up to me and say, Dave, you need to do your praying thing. Or Dave, your prayer hasn't worked. My foot still hurts. I've, um, I've heard Paul Lowe use this phrase many times. This isn't the match. This is just the team talk. I'm never sure who he's quoting or if he came up with it himself, but I love it because it's a sports analogy. When we meet together on a Sunday or during the week at small group, that's the team talk. For me, going out to work, that's the match. The Jesus I know and love, he isn't just for me, he's for, to share with everyone. Thank you. Okay, so before Tom and Helen and Debbie come up to pray, we're just going to watch a short video just been made for this of some of the things that we do.
Shall we stand as we pray? Lord Jesus, just reflecting back on all that you have done here at Trent Vineyard uh, over the last 19 years is amazing. And we thank you, Lord, the way you've raised up leaders, the way you've raised up ministries, so many, so varied. And yet in it, all of it, Lord, you've set people free. And we've seen your kingdom extended. It has just been amazing and we are so thankful um, so lord we just ask that you would continue to bless us as we move into the next chapter just a few verses from psalm 95 it says this let us come before him with thanksgiving for the lord is the great god the great king above all gods in his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him the sea is his, for he made it, and his hands form the dry land. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. And Lord God, we do serve you, such an awesome God, and you do hold all things together. And we are so grateful that you are with us, that you're for us, and that you're guiding us, and that we are indeed a flock under your care. Thank you that you care deeply about each of us and our lives and all that goes on and that you watch over us and that you love this church. Thank you for the family and community that we are here at Trent. Thank you for the friendships, the relationships, the diversity we have, all bound together because of your love for us. Thank you that we get to do life together with all its ups and downs. Lord, it's been amazing to hear the unique stories today of how you have journeyed with, with us and that you speak to us, you heal us, you restore us and make sense of our lives. And it's such a privilege and joy because of what you have done that we can then reach out with compassion and generosity to this city and beyond in where we work, in schools and colleges as, as students go about their, their time there in our homes and our communities, through small groups and all the ministries that um, have come through Trent. So Lord, we thank you that we have favor in our city and that we get to partner with you and that we get to see your kingdom come and your will be done. We are a sent people and we are sent out in the power of the Holy Spirit. So I just want to invite you, if you want to just stretch out your hands and let's just receive the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. We welcome you. You are the one who empowers us to represent Jesus. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you want to go with us, that you come as the comforter and you come as the empowerer. You come to equip, to fill us up. And we know that we have more to do and we have more to become. We want to become like you, Jesus, and we need your help to do that. We ask that you would come into our hearts again, deep, deep down, so that we can become increasingly set in our identity that we are your children, that we would know securely that we are sons and daughters of the King. Empower us to serve and love one another, to serve this world, to serve each other. 
thank you that we are rulers in the face of the enemy. We welcome your presence, Lord. Lord, I ask that you gift us, as we've heard from some of the stories, as people have gone out in conversations, uh, an impression here, an encouragement there, and an offer of, of finances, uh, you know, just different ways in which people in this family have responded to you. Lord, I ask that you would speak to us. We welcome your Holy Spirit to speak into our minds and hearts when you want to direct us and show us new ways to do, new ways to express your love. We want to glorify you, Jesus.